self-serving persuasive talkers of everything and nothing we, we are, are conversation, conversation con artists, artists. What's going on, people? It's your boy, Mr. On Point. And I'm going to have the biggest comeback of 2019. The biggest comeback of 2019. Okay. Also known as Calamity Red. Whatever that means, I guess I'll find out we'll later. We'll find out later. Well, I want to let you know that we are Conversation Con Artists back for another fantastic episode. Uh, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Mr. M-I-S-T-E-R underscore on point. And that can be found at red underscore calamity. Also, we are still doing the listener letter portion of the show. So if you have a question that you would like for us to answer on the show, you can send it to our Gmail account, which is conversationconartists at gmail.com. Or you can find us on Facebook, Conversation Con Artists, and send it to us that way. The first letter that we have is from... Miss Twisted Tressies. And she posted a comment on our SoundCloud okay. last week about Jehovah Witnesses. And I'm going to read a letter. Hi, On Point and Calamity Red. I'm sorry that I didn't email you the other night. Work has been busy. My name is Grace. I love listening to podcasts while at work. Yours is one of them. Very good content, informative as well as entertaining. <laughs> yes, I can give you some insight of what Jehovah's Witnesses is about, but only from what I experienced and know. I've been away from that organization since 1995, so I can only speak on oh. stuff up to that point. I know they still do door-to-door work, and I see them standing on corners. It seems they have display stands for their magazines. Their magazines are The Watchtower and Awake. That's okay. That's I don't know what I for. called it. <laughs> Watchtower. No. YouTube has loads of videos about ex-Jehovah's Witnesses. I've AKA disfellowshipped. Yeah. Everybody has various experiences. Just type in ex Jehovah's Witnesses or something like that. It blew my mind. They have a website, www.jw.org. I think that's it. If not, Google. I live on the East Coast. You can reach me at this email address. I look forward to talking with you. Sincerely, Grace, AKA Miss Twisted Tresses. Uh, thank you for the love, okay. Grace, uh, as well as the email and the invitation to have a dialogue with you. We're going to have to. Uh, see how we want to have that conversation if we want to do it on Skype or if we want to do it yeah uh, however we want to do it but we, we want to set it up how to record yeah because I, I, I have questions <laughs> yeah <laughs> especially about the process of this fellowship and how it impacts your relationship with those who don't follow you out of the church so um, some Jehovah Witnesses came over here it was a white dude and a dude from Africa Black dude. Oh, I think you were the basketball. Then they want to play basketball. They wanted to play basketball. They was like, "What do you like to do?" I was like, "I like to play basketball." They was like, "Okay, well, we can come, you can play basketball with us." Wait a minute, no, I'm getting mixed up. These were Mormons. Mormons, yes. The Jehovah's Witnesses was old dudes in suits, looked like they were finna go to a funeral. That was them. And they probably didn't want to play basketball. They didn't want to play basketball, but they did not have time for my shit either. They look like they were disappointed that a black person came to the door. <laughs> like they wanted a white person or something. Or somebody their age. They looked at me like, oh my God, he might be a drug dealer. I don't know. They just look like they look like old uncles that weren't having none of the young generation shit. <laughs> That's what they look like. And they gave me one of them books. Oh, I and they told that. me they'll be back. They never came they back. They didn't come back. Neither one of them. Both of them said they'll come back. Neither came back. The only experience I had, like I said, was my aunt um, Doris, who 
died because she wouldn't get a procedure because they're not allowed to have surgeries. So, which is crazy to me. Whatever. I'm not finna die when I ain't got to. <laughs> what the fuck? But I guess their thing is this: if Jehovah's <laughs> wants you to come home, then <laughs> people die every day, B. <laughs> but when you don't have to die, is my thing. You're right. You know, could live. I would choose life personally, but I. My grandma turned down her artificial lung. But it wasn't on religious grounds, was it? Nope. Right. She just said, "Fuck that shit." <laughs> I'm gonna die natural as fuck. Right. She didn't use any profanity. Yeah, I wouldn't. That's think just so. how I did it. <laughs> All right, so we got another email, follow up and question. This came from Nikki. What's up, Nikki? Hey, y'all, Mr. On Point, I finally received the package in the mail. Thank you for the items. So, I don't remember what I put in that thing. <laughs> so, I think maybe it was some t shirts and some cups and a book. Oh yeah, it's a book in there. That's from the therapist side. Just a little, little book. I think it was called Three Thousand Questions, maybe, or oh. it was just like an inquisitive book. It just had a whole bunch of questions in it. You know, mm-hmm. get to know yourself. Part of your mental health um, journey potentially, uh, maybe not. Uh, but I sent somebody a candle. That might have been Colin. I don't remember. Um, but. You're welcome for the items. I'm glad you got them because we went through a whole bunch of shit with the post office together. Um, I just wanted to follow up on my previous question and combine it with one of your questions regarding dreams. I've decided to primarily focus on three things this year, my mental health, physical health, and career. As you stated, if the first two items are good, then everything else should be easier to process. Unfortunately, my mom passed away on January 2nd, 2019. Even though she was sick, it was unexpected. I'm sorry to hear that, ma'am. Yeah, that sucks. Uh, I never expected to be 27 dealing with the loss of my mom. Mm -hmm. The whole funeral planning and grieving process has been hard. Side note, people are trash. (laughs) I had people ask for her belongings before we even had her funeral. Anyways, I mentioned this to say that I usually dream about major things happening before they happen. In the beginning of December, I had a dream that a white woman with blonde hair told me that this past Christmas would be my mom's last Christmas alive. I told my therapist and my two best friends. I did not tell my mom. I was trying to ignore it, hoping that it wouldn't be true. However, it was true. My question is, have either of you dreamed about something major happening before it happens? Sincerely, Nikki. So, uh, really, the loss of a parent at any age is really difficult. But the loss of a parent at such a young age, because normally when we think about losing parents, we think we're going to be adults with our life you know what a whole another little small family and so when you're by yourself and trying to do that it's really hard so shout out to you for that um you know kind of toughing through that but i don't remember my dreams a lot so the closest thing that i can say is that i have a sense of deja vu a lot and a lot of times I feel like the deja vu feeling is not because this has happened before in real life, but it might be something that I dreamed about that I couldn't recall once I woke up. But because it's still there, when it happens, I feel this sense of deja vu. Like this is, you know, this weird feeling. So because I don't remember my dreams a lot, the closest I think I've gotten to that is just this sense of deja vu that I get sometimes. So 
as it pertains to dreams and me. Your dreams too crazy to really happen in real life. I had a dream about R. Kelly <laughs> uh, yesterday. <laughs> okay. All so right. Before I answer the question, I'm going to tell y'all about my dream. So I got a playlist on Spotify. Mm-hmm. I got an R&B playlist. I got an old school playlist. And I got a mix of R&B old school. Or I just put both of them together. Because mm-hmm. sometimes I don't want to listen to old school soul and shit. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I just want to listen to R&B. Yeah. You know, so I mix them up. But I was listening to my play, and I had not taken R. Kelly stuff off of the mixed playlist. I took it off the R&B playlist by itself. Mm-hmm. But I didn't take it on the mixed playlist. So I'm asleep, and the song that's playing is If I Could Turn Back the Hands of Time. <laughs> and I guess because of that song playing, because of my brain and subconscious knowing it's R. Kelly, and because of all this stuff going on with R. Kelly, mm-hmm. R. Kelly was in my dream. Now, in this dream, my friend lived in the projects. I don't know where I lived. But my friend lived in the projects, and we were playing PlayStation 2. Now, I don't know why my brain went back to the days of PlayStation the 2. Lord of our, the year of our Lord, 2019. Y'all was playing we PlayStation playing play- 2. I don't know. See, this is the thing I don't know about my dream. I don't know if my dream took place now or took place when two, PlayStation 2 was popular. Okay. I don't know. But I know that R. Kelly lived next door. In like the unit, the project unit next to the one my friend stayed That's in. That's a scary ass <laughs> And they, and my friend told me that they got their PlayStation 2 stolen. And I said, you know what? We should take this PlayStation 2 over there so that they can have a PlayStation 2 to play. And he was like, no, it's going to get stolen. And so I said, well, we should do it anyway. And we did it. We took the PlayStation 2 over there. And it didn't get stolen. But R. Kelly came in, took it, and then left with it. And... <laughs> It turns out he took it to a remote island and hooked it up in the middle of the island. It was no TV. He just kind of just hooked it up to the ground or something. I don't know. I don't know. It was weird. But me and my friend and some random white lady who I think I was maybe dating in a dream or something, she, like, was holding my arm and had her head on my shoulder. I don't know who it was. We went and got the PlayStation 2, and then I woke up and said, wait a fucking minute, this R. Kelly playing on my fucking phone. And I went to the next song, which was Dangerously in Love by Destiny's Child. Beyonce. <laughs> that wasn't a Disney Child song. It's just Beyonce. No. Dangerously in Love. All of them was in that. Not Dangerously in Love. Yes. No. Dangerously in Love was her one on her first um solo album. Are we sure? Because I yeah. feel like I need to look this look up. It up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you. Dangerously in Love is on her solo album. Destiny's Child, Dangerously in Love, available on Survivor album. She must have did it by herself Maybe. after they did it. Because I don't Because the first remember. thing that come in, it says, um, on Google, it says Destiny's Child versus Beyonce. So oh. I think she probably did hers on her own. That's weird. After they did that, because they were singing the chorus. That's, oh, the that's only, I've never heard, the only one I've heard is her by herself. Yeah. And she like does it on her solo too. Okay, I, I didn't even know that they had a Destiny Child version of it. That's neither here, neither nor, here there. nor there. <laughs> Nikki, to answer your question, I dream a hell of a lot. And like your stuff is always weird though. Like I can't imagine you would dream something that would happen because your dreams are not possible. This is what I think. I think is I think it's the other way around. I don't think we dream about things that that are going to happen. 
I think that we dream about things that are a representation of our fears and worries sometimes. I think that when we may have a sick, ailing parent, I think a fear that we have deep down is that they're going to die. They're going to die at some point. And I think that our dream becomes a reflection of, of that fear because in my world, I think dreams, and this is the example I give people. If you, you have like in Auburn, there was a dollar store. And if you ever been to a dollar store, they just got a whole bunch of cheap dollar shit, but mm-hmm. it's organized in aisles. You got your toys over here. You got your kitchen supplies over here. You got candy and stuff over here. You got little trinkets over here. Everything mm-hmm. is organized. Mm-hmm. At the dollar store that used to be in Auburn, in the mall, mm-hmm. all of the stuff that people used to open up, they used to put it in a little grab bag and put it at the front and sell that for a dollar. Oh, yeah. They still well, a lot of them all do of that. them. But, but you I don't know. You don't know what was in. You don't know what's going to be in that grab bag. Be bullshit most of the time. It's always shit because it's a dollar <laughs> store anyway. So, I think that our brain is a whole uh, store, in for lack of a better word, full of sections that has subconscious, um, conscious uh, fears, worries, hopes. Um, Things that I saw before I went to sleep, things mm-hmm. that I uh, listened to before I went to sleep, music I might be playing now. I think your brain is organized in all of those, and I think a dream is one of those dollar bags of random shit pulled from all of that stuff. And sometimes you just get stuff pulled from the fears aisle. Sometimes you get a combination. But I do think that dreams are a reflection of what we already intrinsically hold inside of our psyche. And so I don't. I don't know if it's um, a reality being crafted from your dream in that sense. I think that it's the reality that you think is going on crafting the dream mm-hmm. or whatever you think may happen crafting the dream. You know, but and that's from my experience. My, my mama think that God gives you all your dreams. And I'm like, <laughs> I mean, maybe God gives you some dreams. I'll give you that. But he ain't no way in hell giving me these dreams about R. Kelly. It means nothing. <laughs> it means nothing. Like it literally means nothing. That you was. It just means you were listening to R. Kelly. With, yeah, like your brain I, found a way to incorporate that into. <laughs> I just have so many experiences when, but I don't know what of that is connected to regular dreaming and what of it is connected to narcolepsy. Mm. That's what I don't have because the narcolepsy that I have is uh the symptom I have is called hypnagogia which is the moment between wakefulness and sleepfulness because I'm not sleep because my brain is still active and it's still going, but my body has shut down for the moment. And so I can still interpret everything going around me. That's why that song that was playing interpreted in my head into a dream with R. Kelly because it's song. If Maybe song, it was set back in time because it was if I could turn back the hands of time. Maybe that's why I was a Maybe, PlayStation 2. <laughs> Maybe, but that's, you know, that's a higher level of processing that my brain don't normally do for that. Well, I don't know. One time I was watching an episode of uh, Burn Notice, and they kidnapped the dude. They pretended to kidnap a dude because, like, he hired them to kidnap him to make some people look, make it look like somebody else was coming after him. Mm-hmm. And the dream I had was that we kidnapped him and took him to a secret hideout, but the secret hideout was underwater. And we went all the way under the water and we could breathe for some reason. I don't know. Your, your dreams are a lot. <laughs> <laughs> They're a lot to soak in. But I like my dreams. I like them. But 
I do think that those dreams are a reflection of the things that we already hold dear to us. And sometimes some things that we subconsciously fear um, and some things that we subconsciously worry about. Now, I don't know what the rest of your dreams look like when it's something major happening, you know, but I mean, I would just, you know, say, look at was it something that you could have potentially been thinking about or worrying about or fearful of or potentially aware of may happen, you know, in in determining how that may have come to fruition in your dream. Like I said, I don't ever remember my dreams like. Every now and then I might remember like bits and pieces of one enough for me to kind of put it together. But most of the time I'll just know I had a dream, but I couldn't tell you what it was about. And so sometimes, like I said, I'll have this sense of deja vu, even though there's no way I've done this thing, seen this person or any of that before. But I have this sense of, of this having been something that's happened before. So that's the closest I've ever gotten to it. Yeah. And a lot of my current environments play themselves out in my dreams sometimes. And there's a lot of new environments that are in my dreams that I've never seen before that, like, I guess my brain has conjured up. Mm-hmm. But, like, this little area outside of my apartment, like, I have a whole dream with just this area. <laughs> so it's plausible that sometimes, depending on what has gone on in my dream, that I may have deja vu from just being in this area and certain uh, certain characters being out there or certain people being positioned in certain, uh, certain uh, points. You know, that might be a might be a variable. Um, but again, I do want to, you know, give out my condolences for your loss. Yeah, it's it's unfortunate. And uh, and I applaud you for you know coming to the point of focusing on your mental health, physical health, and career. Um, because focusing on your mental health now is going to be more important than anything Mm -hmm. after suffering such a tragic loss. And don't let people tell you how your grief process should go. I hate when I when people say that. You know what I'm saying? Like everybody processes grief differently. So to say that somebody shouldn't still be upset or, you know, that you shouldn't feel that way, you don't get to determine how somebody else grieves. So grieve as you need to. Whatever that means. Yeah. So we have one more. We have a letter and a comment. We had a comment from a, a gentleman on SoundCloud named Marlon Doyle. I hate to put your name out there like that, but that's all. Is it, if they go to SoundCloud, they'll see it. So Yeah, that's all we got. But he said, um, all this fake R. Kelly outrage is disgusting. Now, I don't. It, does he mean in general or or our outrage is fake? I don't know. I, I, think, I think I read it as in being general. Uh, I guess I wonder what's fake about about it. Is it fake because you don't believe that none of this happened? Or is it fake because we been knew this happened and everybody now all of a sudden think, now they put it on blast. Like, we we thought it wasn't R. Kelly that peed on that girl. And it wasn't a 15-year-old Aaliyah that he had a, a marriage certificate forged for. And But it's been people outraged every step of the way <laughs> like there were people who were outraged and disgusted that he was found not guilty and that's that you know what I'm saying? like it's been people outraged like i think that again this is one of those situations where social media and the way that our world is set up now that it there's a bigger reaction now because 
social media is so much it's so much i can't even go up and down my timeline without people talking about it whether it's you know pro or con r kelly everybody is talking about it and so i just think that it seems bigger but it's always been people that have been disgusted by him Every time when he pissed on that girl, it was people disgusted. When people found allegedly. out he married allegedly, whatever. He when he married Aaliyah, same thing. People were disgusted. People were outraged. It's just nothing happened. So I don't know that it's fake or faux or, or pretend. I just don't. I don't know. Because I I can't speak for everybody else, but my outrage is genuine. Fuck that nigga all day. Fuck him. Don't care. You can kick rocks. Like I hope if hell is real, he is got a VIP. But if hell is real, we going too. Well, I got to go. When you get saved, when when are you putting in the work the Bible says you gotta put in to get to heaven? I do good things. That ain't what gets you to heaven. <laughs> you gotta praise God and pay taxes. Church taxes. I mean, I put it whenever I go to church, I I give an offering. It's not tithing, but I'll give an offer. If giving tithing just once or twice in my life was good <laughs> enough to get me into heaven, then I don't even know why they got the system set up. <laughs> I'm just saying, he's going to have a special. Even if if we both go, if I go and he go, I just feel like his treatment going to be worse than mine. <laughs> why not? Why do you think that? Why wouldn't it be? Because when you get to hell, the devil take over. I feel like the worst shit you did the less punishment you get. He, I feel like the devil is a sadist. He enjoys inflicting punishment. So I, I, I believe he enjoys people acting up and doing bullshit because he like rubbing his hands Stevie J style. Like as soon as he get down here, I'm going to fuck him up. Like I feel like there's a hierarchy in hell. And I think that he likes to torture the people who, because like well, how much of a slap in the face is that, right? You, you go against God, do what the devil wants. Real thinking that you just gonna you know I'm doing what the devil wants or I'm you know bad like him and he gonna understand and then you get to hell and he fuck you up how twisted would that be and I feel like that's how uh, Satan works so you you think people who almost got into heaven but didn't and went to hell just gonna have a better time in hell than people like R. Kelly yes okay because uh, you know I, I, Satan was an angel I was gonna call him Ebenezer. That is not. <laughs> what the fuck was Beelzebub. You I can't. Oh. Ebenezer. I don't know why I was gonna call him Scrooge. Ebenezer. Don't know where that came from. <laughs> um, he was a fallen angel, so I just don't think that he's like this. And his whole thing is that he just wanted to outshine God. So like, and I know people are probably clutching their crosses right now, but. If the reason he got kicked out of heaven is because God has a, uh, well, I mean, he is God, so I guess he can't have a God complex, but he don't want anybody to feel like that they're equal to him. That don't mean that he was a bad person. No, I think the reason that Satan didn't, I think the reason that Satan had a problem was because God made these creatures, which was us, that he was telling them they were going to have to look after when he thought we was flawed and we wasn't <laughs> shit, and they was like amazing. He like, well, look, we we can we got wings, we can fly, we can sing like a motherfucker. <laughs> I mean, you made us because we the shit, and now you're gonna make these flawed ass creatures, 
And you want us to look after them? Like, I don't think his karma was with God. I think his karma was with God plan for how angels are supposed to interact with humans. I always was taught that it was that he was trying to outrival God. Like, he thought that he was above him. And so he got cast how down. How could you into possibly hell. think that? That don't make sense. Then what do you mean? It's people all the time that like get into a position and then try to overthrow the post the person above them. Like I think it's possible for him to have been like, I want to run this shit. <laughs> then he's delusional. He is well, but he ended up with his own kingdom out of it. I mean, it's in hell, but it's still it's his. He's like the prince of of evilness, king of it, whatever. There's people clutching they <laughs> How do we get to this? I don't know. <laughs> oh, I was saying that fuck R. Kelly and he gotta have a VIP section in hell and you were saying that. We oh, were yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't think the I don't think the correct word is outrage. I think that I think people just giving their opinions and I think people call outrage seeing a hundred people opinions in a row mm-hmm. when the reality is 20 years ago the only people opinion you can get was the people in your little circle but yeah. social media I think social media is giving the illusion that a lot of people responding to a thing is outrage when the reality is you're just seeing a lot more of it yeah. it ain't outrage when I get my opinion on Facebook about R. Kelly then I go back to playing my video game. <laughs> you know, yeah. like I'm not rocking around my living room pacing back and forth. Oh, the motherfucking R. Kelly. I can't believe he grabbing up these young girls and putting them in cages and shit. And he's still singing. And, you know, and then, and then people use the lateral move of, well, his music is shooting up, you know. And I'm like, Help. I mean, of course, people are trying to look through his lyrics to see where he done sung to little 14-year-olds. You know, like it and ain't... like the stuff that was ignored. Because, you know, before knowing that he had this predilection for children you listening to the music and like once you've realized what's really been going on the lyrics have a different meaning like a lot of the stuff so yeah people are going back listening and saying like oh shit he he been telling us the whole goddamn time and this shit happens all the time when somebody died they music spike yes when somebody do a serious crime they music spike like people <laughs> want to know what the fuck these people been talking about the whole time mm-hmm. and imagine how many young people who hadn't listened to R. Kelly because his music been shit for the last yeah, 15 or 16 years. He ain't been years. relevant for a few years. You know, imagine them people listening to R. saying, well, what, what are they talking about? Let's go listen and see. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Like, so I think the word, word, word damn, I think the <laughs> wrong word is outrage. I think the reality is a lot of us are just seeing a shitload more people talking about it just because of how social media exists. And I think that's why Everybody thinks that everybody is outraged about everything now. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's just, that's just what it is. Like, if you could go, 20 years ago, if you can go to everybody's, if you somehow could listen in on everybody's kitchen table conversation, they'd be all talking about the shit, and it's not outrage. I think outrage is a representation of an individual who is so fucking emotionally compromised by whatever that thing is that they wilding out. Yeah. Alex Jones is outraged by damn near oh everything. You know, motherfuckers like that. He should be ha- but, been the head of angerism as much as he be yelling and screaming and shouting and shit. But also, this R. Kelly situation pulls over into a whole bunch of other conversations. It pulls over into uh, abusive women. It pulls over into older men 
being predators towards younger women. It pulls over into a conversation of sexual abuse. It pulls over um, by portrayed to males. Mm-hmm. Like when males have sex with me. It pulls over into a conversation about what do we do with our celebrities when they do fuck shit. It pulls over into a lot of conversations. And so that's how the conversation even continues to thrive after the initial burst of whatever that thing is. And this happening everywhere. It don't matter if it's politics. It don't matter if it's Dwight Howard undercover. It don't matter if it's it's so many different things. Like everybody just gonna have an opinion. I don't think that necessarily equals an outrage. So got about the white situation. But at the end of the day, this situation gonna go away because it's gonna be twenty other situations that pop up. Mm-hmm. We ain't gonna focus on R. Kelly a hundred percent of the time. But I think that you have to choose how you're going to deal with R. Kelly. And like I said last week, if you're still going to listen to R. Kelly, if you're still not going to value, you know, what the evidence shows, then don't come up with no excuses. Just tell people you're grown as fuck and you can do what you want to do and you don't give a fuck what they think. I'm going to listen to R. Kelly anyway. Tell them that. Don't come up with no excuses caping for R. Kelly because the reality is you or me don't know exactly what has happened. You know, so I can't say without a shadow of a doubt that all this shit happened the way that everybody's saying it. Mm-hmm. And you can't say without a shadow of a doubt that this shit absolutely ain't happening. You know, so uh, at the end of the day, it is what it is. It is what it is. Even though I think he did that shit. <laughs> and we have another question. Shogun. Shogun. What's up? Hey, y'all check out Government Name Podcast with Cole Jackson and Shogun. Also, check out the Nerd Plate Podcast with Rockman3k3 and Elroy Ketchum. Uh, but Shogun sent an email for us, and let's get into this. Now, I already know this about Elizabeth Warren that I talked about on the end of the podcast last week. So, let me see how we going to have this conversation. First and foremost, happy 2019, Convo Con. Hope this year... Is extremely successful for the both of you. Hopefully, this year will contain both a new job and a non gray shirt wearing prospect for red. <laughs> as far as Mr. On Point, he is already on point. So, well, maybe the Russians will hack and delete some of that debt. <laughs> oh, shit, I hope so. <laughs> Elizabeth Warren's story is epic. We talked about it on the Government Name podcast last year. I dabble in a little bit of politics, and I'm not going to sit here and act like I know her policies and her records. My opinion is based purely on her character. I respect her stance on the Wells Fargo CEO, fuck Wells Fargo, but she is not Native American. Trump did not start the Pocahontas meme. The history of that stems from Elizabeth claiming that she is part Native American. The issue is some say that she's used that claim to advance herself both politically and financially. She's been listed as a minority on official documents. She's conveniently turns it off and on when it's beneficial to her. She could possibly be the Native American Rachel Dolezal. On our podcast, I use this clip, and this is a clip of uh, Chris Eliza. I watched it uh, basically talking about the whole context of her um, getting a DNA test. Uh, number one, her DNA test came back as 0.0097% Native American. I'm not the smartest man, but does that one drop rule work if it's diluted? It's Kool-Aid, still Kool-Aid when you pour a pack into a swimming pool. <laughs> Number two, her husband started a DNA testing company with the man who administered her DNA test. Should we trust the results? Um, that goes to, the, he posted a link about the article of her uh, ex-husband finding the DNA testing company. And then three, she's transracial, if anything. She claims white or Caucasian on her application to get jobs, and once she's hired, she changes her ethnicity to Native American. Uh, this is the next one. 
As I often do, I look for the comedy in these type of situations. Elizabeth got baited in the Trump's trap. She took the test and gave him all kinds of ammunition to shoot down her claims of being a part Native American. She does have it in her bloodline, but it's very, very minute. minute. She's wasting her time trying to defend herself against Donald Trump when she should have not given any of this time of day. She looks like a liar now. I must say her claims to Native American heritage is just about as true as Disney's Pocahontas story. Both were written by white people who greatly embellished the story with a little connection to the past. I find it so funny that identity politics is so important to the Democrats that they will forego their own identity just to check off another box. Where's the line? What gives you the right to claim a cultural ethnic identity? Does that situation equate to the same situation as blackface? A white person dons a disguise and takes the identity of a non-white person just for monetary gain. I don't think she did that, but it comes to question why she was listed as a minority. One can make the argument that Elizabeth is doing the same thing, but just with a native spin. I'm not trying to throw the baby out with the bathwater, but I'm trying to make sure I understand that there's a line that should not be crossed. I need a clear distinction. Sorry for the disjointed steam of consciousness, but I find this extremely funny that a woman who has claimed her whole life to be Native American has less than 0.01%. Now, I have to talk about I'm going to let you have this because this, this has situation. nothing to okay. do with <laughs> anything that I have to contribute All right. to. I have to start off by saying that Elizabeth Warren has never claimed to be a Native American. She has never claimed to be a Native. She has never claimed to be a part of a tribe. The only words that she has ever connected to Native American is heritage and ancestry. Now, we can get into a dialogue about what ancestry and heritage means. To me, those things means that at some point down the line, you have the blood of those cultures in your system. That also doesn't mean to me that you're relaying that you are a part of that culture. I'm black as fuck. Even though I said I have some Cherokee in my bloodline, you know what I'm saying, last week, which I do. But I also have Irish in my bloodline. I can say that I have Irish heritage and ancestry because I got one red hair that grows out of my beard and not call myself Irish. I can say that I have Cherokee in my history because my grandma's mother was Cherokee, but not be saying that I'm a Native or Native American. Not only that, but let's go into the dialogue about uh, what is it called? A Cherokee? We're gonna call it a Cherokee Tribunal. I don't know what it is, but it's like the 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 Native American group. Now they have an absolute problem with all of this because it means something to be Native American, mm -hmm. and this is where I disagree with Elizabeth Warren with getting caught up in Trump's game. To be a part of a Native Native American tribe, there are certain rules you gotta follow there's certain stuff you got to apply for mm -hmm. it's so much and what he said is that anybody anybody who claims to have any native blood in their system including me now don't mean nothing because it don't it don't mean what it means to be a native american in america it don't mean what it means to have come from a struggle in the terms of what natives and their ancestry has done. Mm -hmm. So even me as a black person saying I got some Cherokee in my bloodstream don't mean nothing. Mm -hmm. You know, and what I hope it mean is that one of my black ancestors with consent had sex with one of my uh, or, or a native ancestor. What I hope it don't mean is that some natives own my people <laughs> and they got their thing on with my people because we know that natives had slaves too at a certain mm -hmm. point in America. But 
So I'm saying that to say they completely disagree with the notion of anybody saying. But that's where it comes to me. Like, if you apply your perspective to Elizabeth Warren, Shogun, you have to apply it to me. And what I say about me having Cherokee in my in my heritage and ancestry, or me saying I have Irish in my ancestry, which brings me to the point: Can I say that I have those things in my blood if I do, or is it invalidated because it's not so much? I mean, because I look like a black ass nigga from Inslee instead of a native, can I not say that? You know what I'm saying? Or is this a dilemma for a white person, or is it a dilemma for a white person that is seeking to gain something from it potentially? You know, we got to ask these questions because if you're telling me that nobody that has anything other than what the predominant thing is in you should forget that it exists, then what is the point of DNA.com and Ancestry.com and going to look at where our lineages come from? Like when people go back and do they uh, test for um, finding out what part of Africa they come from, like, is that a problem? Should we not do that? Should we not say that I have Congolese uh, ancestry or Kenyan ancestry or I was a part of this tribe or part of these people? Should we not do that? I'm West African. 92, you know what I'm saying? 92% West African. You did one? My brother did. We, oh, yeah. We have the same parents, so. So, are you sure? You sure one of y'all ain't the milkman, baby? I look just like my mom. Well, he looks like our dad, so he definitely isn't. I look like my mama, so all I know is what she told me. You can be the milkman, baby. Far as I know, we 92% West Africa. But I feel like this dialogue is saying that if you're not enough of something that you have in your blood, you shouldn't even worry about it. And that's the problem. So the other part of this is with uh, Elizabeth Warren is that she has always considered herself white. Now, let me tell you the origin of this situation. Elizabeth Warren, since she started, since she came out, she always been on like committees and stuff. But since she's been getting, she's turned into like a meme because she was like basically saying, fuck you, Wells Fargo. You ain't finna cheat all these people and get away with that shit. She was going hard on them CEOs and them things. So she started getting out in the limelight. And she always told these stories about her mother and her family and her ancestry. And that was never an indication that she knew. It was more so that she was listening to what her her people before her were telling her. Mm-hmm. Like her great grandma was telling her this story about it was hard for me and your great great granddaddy to elope because I got this native blood in me, and they all you know maybe maybe she didn't look like a native, maybe she was just white with some native, but you know back then that shit had something to do with families. Like we know them Joneses over there, they've been fucking around with natives for the last hundred years, so nobody date them. And so it's just a story that was passed down and down and down until it got to Elizabeth Warren. And so she, I don't think she fucking even knew. Mm-hmm. But the fact that she minimally, minimally was saying that uh, native ancestry in her family, Donald Trump took that shit and started calling her Pocahontas. You know what I'm saying? And maybe Donald Trump wasn't the creator of it, but he I'm sure he took it from somewhere that was conservative and and made that his plight and started fucking with her. You know what I'm saying? It's like, Shogun, if you had $20 in your pocket and a dude came up to you saying, this broke-ass nigga ain't got no $20. Your ass ain't got $20. Hey, everybody, look at this broke-ass nigga over here. I bet he ain't even got $20. He ain't even got $20. At a certain point, you're going to pull your fucking 20 out and be like, look, here's the fucking 20. Shut the fuck up. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) And that's what I think Elizabeth Warren's response was. 
um, to Donald Trump. Now, getting to her early life in academia. Now, what originally happened was she's always regarded herself as white. And on all of the applications, when she was going into academia, she put she was white. And at a point when they asked her about any other uh, ancestry in her history, when she said Native American, those establishments put her as Native American, Native American in their database. In a couple of these instances, she didn't even know that she was listed as Native American in those databases. And as they've gone back to talk to Harvard and they've gone back to talk to the other school, I remember what the other school was, they've said the same thing, that there was no mention of her being a Native American at, in, in this in this uh, situation. Mm -hmm. But if you know something about academia, her having the credentials that she had and actually being Native American would have been a an advantage over her being white. Like in academia, mm -hmm. that's why academia took her saying that she was white and changed it to Native American because on paper, they want to have that diversity. Like Elizabeth Warren with her credentials would have gotten that job whether she was white or Native American. So she's never claimed to be Native American. She's only claimed to be white. But we can't say that she put white on an application to get the job because in academia, her being Native American would have helped her more than being white. You know what I'm saying? So... Um, so I'm not saying, like I said, I'm not saying that she ain't learned a lesson from this because there's a lesson to be learned from this. One, she did fall for Donald Trump bullshit, you know, and, and she should not have got caught up in that game because Donald Trump, Donald Trump loved going hard at women. Oh yeah. He just loved, like he loves this mm -hmm. and he, he just has absolutely no he just has no honor, man. He just needs to run up on that McDonald's worker. I just the hate, right one who gonna give him them hands. I just hate that he's a man without honor, man. He said that she ain't Native. He said that she's Pocahontas. She ain't Native American. He said, I got more Native American blood in me than she got, and I got 0%. And then he said, I'll pay a million dollars to a charity of choice if she do a DNA.com test, and it shows that she got some Native American blood. Um, Now, she shouldn't have done it, but because she did do it, he act like he didn't even say that stuff. And I'm not thinking that he would even act upon it, but I it just hate I just it it burns me up to know that we got a president that is su that has such little honor to anything he says as him. Like I teach my kids that as a man, one of the most important things you have is what you say. It's really as people cuz I teach my young girls this too. But when I'm talking to my boys, I tell them as a man, the most important thing you have is your word and you need to honor your word and what you say. And Donald Trump does not do that at any point. Um, now, that being said, um, if you dump Kool-Aid into a swimming pool, is it what well, is Kool-Aid still Kool-Aid when you pour a pack into a swimming pool? Technically, it's chlorine if we want to go with this. <laughs> this analogy technically is like chemicals <laughs> because the Kool-Aid is going to get diluted. Um, but that does not mean that there is not Kool-Aid in that motherfucking pool. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It ain't, it ain't Kool-Aid. The pool ain't Kool-Aid, but it got some Kool-Aid in it. And we can't deny that it got Kool-Aid in it because we just saw the Kool-Aid get poured in it. You know what I'm saying? So once you have the evidence that the Kool-Aid is in it, to say that the Kool-Aid ain't in it and doesn't matter don't really make sense. You know what I'm saying? So whether it's 1%, it's 1% that Elizabeth Warren 
of, of native ancestry that she got in her, it's there. You know, I mean, I don't know why we would just try to say it's not there. Otherwise, we're telling her that even though it's there, you shouldn't acknowledge it. You know, now I think there is, I think, now what I think, my criticism of Elizabeth Warren is that she didn't do a good enough job of separating the idea that she was trying to utilize Native American somehow. She didn't do, I don't think she was trying to utilize Native American in some kind of uh, fashion to gain, but I don't think she did a good enough job of making it known beforehand that I'm white. Listen, if that, if, if my, if I got Native ancestry back there, that don't really don't mean nothing for my skin color now. It don't mean nothing for the white privilege that I have now. It means nothing for that. But, I would like to know that if anything my my ancestors told me have any credence to it. Like she could have done a much better job of separating that. Instead of getting the DNA test done and seeing all the criticism and then after the fact come down and say, no, no, I'm not saying that I'm a native. I'm not saying, you know what I'm saying? But she never said she was a native, but like that's what people, like if you go to any, like uh, Tucker Carlson, his segment on it was saying, uh, he said that Elizabeth Warren, after she's continued to claim that she's a Native American, see, she's never done that. She has always used the word heritage and ancestry. Unless you find something for me where she said otherwise, then I'll listen to that. But I've been following Elizabeth Warren for a while. And even through this shit, I was like, oh, shit, Elizabeth, this ain't going to be good for your ass. You know, but that's my perspective on the situation hold on let me see what your question does the situation equate to the same situation as blackface no it, it, it's not the same as blackface because she's not taking anybody's identity she's continued to say that she's a white motherfucker you know she's not said that i'm i'm brown you know and i guess the term for people who do that would be white passing you know so even if she wasn't i mean it's been natives and black people out there that have been white passing mm -hmm. they've looked not native or not black enough for white people to think that they might be white imitation of life yeah um but she was listed as a minority because those universities decided to list her as a minority in their directory after they continued to probe about that because think about this when you get hired at academia especially you don't get hired from uh a background check or writing stuff about your background you get hired from your curriculum vitae right so that don't have nothing about your heritage on it. It just got your, uh, it just got all of your different um, accomplishments. Mm -hmm. That's all it got. It don't ask you nothing about your race, your culture. Mm -hmm. But once you get the job, then you get information that asks you about your background and your family and all these other things. So it's just not possible that uh, that they would have even had that conversation in the first interview as it pertained to her culture. And I guess she didn't know that they would list it as her being Native American. But, you know, that's my input on the Elizabeth Warren thing. And it's not that I don't like, you know, I like Elizabeth Warren, but she got competition. Because I like Kamala Harris, too. Mm -hmm. But Kamala Harris, see, this is the thing. Kamala Harris had a, a chief of staff, not chief of staff, but whatever, the main person in her whole campaign. Mm -hmm. he, he just got caught up in Me Too stuff. And so what's going to happen is they finna, the Republicans finna come out at her about how can you be a champion for me too when you had a person this close to you that was doing this stuff, you know? So 
I just don't want to get caught up in the game, especially as Democrats, with these little bitty things that Republicans going to make out to be some big ass shit when it's just, it ain't really nothing. Now, I don't mean it ain't nothing, but like this shit with Elizabeth Warren, it ain't nothing. You know what I'm saying? But it's a teachable moment for her. It's not exclusionary criteria. It ain't some shit that should kick her out. And for Kamala Harris, it's going to be a situation that she learns from. But like Republicans want to make it seem like it's exclusionary criteria now and they not fit because this little this little thing. And we can't we who are voting for somebody that's decent and worth a damn, we can't get caught up in that game. You know what I'm saying? So that's my point of the whole dialogue. I might not mean Elizabeth Warren might not win the primaries for Democrats. You know, there's a lot of good motherfuckers out here that that's going to be I'm going to be paying attention this year to this shit. Usually the Republican primaries be the one that be entertaining as fuck. Mm -hmm. Donald Trump was roasting the fuck out there Republicans in the primaries before he got elected. But, you know, I hate that the outcome was what it was. Because if, th if I thought it was going to be this, I wouldn't have been laughing at the shit he was saying. I just could not conceptualize that he was going to win the shit. But he fucking won that bitch. So that's it. All right. Well, if you have a question you'd like for us to answer on the show, you can send it to our gmail account which is conversation call artist at gmail.com or you can find us on facebook conversation call artist and send it to us that way so my intro was in reference to soldier boy or soldier man he released a couple of videos this week one has he changed his name to soldier man or are you just saying that no he said in one of his posts i don't know that it was a video post i think it was like a, a typed out post that he used to be known as soldier boy and now he's soldier man i don't know if he meant he's grown from a boy to a man or if he means that he's literally going to put out music and shit under soldier man i really hope not because soldier man <laughs> does not have quite the same ring to it I, I don't know what's going on Sound with him. Sound like you're a prostitute for gigolos. A <laughs> <laughs> uh, soldier man. I don't know what is going on with him. I don't know if there's been rumors when he was fucking cat I'm sorry. stacks. I'll keep interrupting you. I said a prostitute for gigolos. I mean a salesman for gigolos. Uh <laughs> I'm sorry. There was rumors that he was doing coke. So I don't know if that's what is going on with him. But anyway, so he also released a video on Instagram ranting and raving and screaming into the camera about how he had the best, I had the best uh, comeback of 2018. So my question is, how to come back what? Did he put music out last year? No. Okay. Soldier well, Boy sold video game consoles. What? What video game console? He sold his own brand of video game console. He made a console in an effort to compete with Xbox and PlayStation? Okay. And Nintendo? So what Soldier Boy did was he got this Chinese company to make some consoles by him that would allow you to play games that were pirated. So it's like Cody for consoles. Basically, I guess it's emulators. Basically, they were emulators, mm -hmm. but they like were built like powerful regular consoles, and that's where his comeback was. So did he? Did he sell a lot of them? I don't know. I know that he got caught up in a whole bunch of um, 
a b- bunch of shit with Nintendo because a lot of these games that he's his console stream on Nintendo games. So he got caught up with a, a lawsuit. I just don't think I don't think that's turned out in his favor. It can't turn out in his favor. Well, I don't know. So maybe he has a different definition of comeback. Comeback means. <laughs> <laughs> that you have been gone for a while and you come back on, on the on the streets with with either mute something you come back and everybody's like i almost forgot about soldier boy but now you you the talk of the town again that's what a comeback is to me i don't know what he's referencing <laughs> as it, the best comeback of 2018 but he was us. I guess people were saying that Tiger had a good comeback because he had that song that's still popular. I don't remember the name of it, but he had a song that people were really liking, and so people were saying he had the best comeback of the year. And so on Soldier Boy's video, he was like, "Tiger, Tiger, nigga, Tiger had the best comeback." <laughs> Just screaming. I think into the camera. I think comeback is relative, though. <laughs> I think we need to know where Soldier Boy has been the last two years. For example, if Soldier Boy had been on a remote island tied up to a tree, getting whipped every day and fed berries <laughs> by an indigenous tribe that he didn't know about for the last two years, and in 2018 he escaped there, and now he's selling consoles, that is a better comeback than Tiger. That's not where he was. <laughs> I'm just saying. That's an extreme example. But what if he was just in his living room on the floor half dead from coke overdoses? That's still a better comeback than Tiger. Is it? Because, like, for me, a comeback Well, is if, it, if is he was on the brink of death and you lived, I guess. Yes. I, I feel like, for me, what constitutes a good comeback is how far or like how grand your comeback is like you're saying it's because of where he came from that his comeback is big i'm saying that his nobody gave a shit about like he was not in why nobody talking about him for these fucking consoles like that so your your standard for coming back is like the punisher Uh, what what do you mean by that the punisher they killed his family. He came back and killed everybody. Yes. Like that's, everybody. That's a comeback. Like everybody. <laughs> comeback. Nobody was left alive. That is a huge comeback. <laughs> so your comeback standards is like the Punisher. Yes. It ain't like you was almost dead and you lived and that's not a comeback. It's no. literally you have to do something to show your worth People were making, in what you were coming yes. from. Tiger was getting made fun of. People saying he was taking L's. You know, he lost his girl. Travis Scott got with her, knocked up. Like he, he was, he was getting shit repossessed. Like he was taking major L's, and then he came back, did a song. Can't remember it, <laughs> the name of it, but not because it wasn't a, a popular song. Because I ain't a Tiger fan, so like I just, I've heard the song, but I just can't right now think of the name of the song. But he had a song that got a lot of streams. Got a lot of attention. And so that's why people were saying that he had a comeback. The reason why Soulja Boy was not in that conversation is that consoles that you got sued over (laughs) is not quite the same to me. So I guess it's subjective. I guess it depends on who you... For him, he feels like he had the greatest console. And this nigga had the audacity, the balls to sit and say he sat back and watched all these other artists saturate the industry with trash music soldier boy <laughs> my nigga like you not 
Nas or Jay, or, you not, what are you talking about? <laughs> Your music was trash. <laughs> like you had the Superman, he had Kiss Me Through the Phone with Bow Wow. Like what, what? I think Rec- like what songs that, what are you talking about like they was making trash and now you gotta come back and save music soldier boy gotta come save hip hop the fuck out of here so Cole Jackson and uh, Shogun I'll have to fill in the blanks but I do think soldier boy's claim to fame was making beats for people he need to just do that and shut the fuck up then. Well, I'm just saying. I mean, I'm saying that as it not to be that he had contributed anything to people that we probably don't know. But I don't think it was just music that he put out that but it made him like valuable. He thinks that it's the music he put out. Like He was like, I've been rapping. He didn't say making beats. He said he been rapping since he was 17. <laughs> Your music it's tra- like I, now the music that he produces I don't know it the music that he produces might be great but he ain't produced no great shit for himself it's like it, it <laughs> when you think of soldier man soldier boy you think of superman okay that's his cl- as far as his own music is concerned that's his little claim to fame he had little white news anchors doing the superman and all kind of shit that's what he gonna be remembered for as far as main mainstream is concerned it's gonna be the superman so let's not sit up here act like you dropping gems okay let's not act like you have these timeless albums sitting out here and and shit people just waiting for you to come back and bless us with some more rhymes from you like my nigga (laughs) this is the thing Rappers, they have this ego thing where they think they're the best. There are not many rappers that be like, you know what? I think I'm number four, number five. <laughs> you know, these dudes all in front of me. You know, they had this thing where they're the best. Like, it's like just being a rapper, you lose the ability to to conceptualize that other people may be better than you. But it ain't. So I feel about him saying this shit the same way I felt about Jacquees saying that shit about. I listened to some of his covers. First of all, his voice is mediocre at best. And I was highly upset and disappointed that he tried to do Candy Rain. You are not so for real. Okay. That ain't the song for you to. That's don't touch that. He sold for play play. <laughs> like, but I feel the same way about Jackie Tamahita. You not? I, I just you're not even the king of R and B of your time because I know that's what he said. He said this time specific, not even of this time. His voice is shitty. I hate it. I hate his voice. Hate it. It's, he don't have no range. No, he and doesn't. The runs he be doing don't have any. What kind was of, that? The video where he was saying, "Eo, eo." <laughs> I don't know what that was about. I watched that when I need a laugh. I don't know what he, he, but his face, he thought he was giving it. He thought that he was like dropping panties all over the world. Like he thought he was doing some shit with that E-I-E-I-O shit. Like, so I feel the same way. Like, Soulja Boy, if you want to put out new music or whatever, nigga, that's cool. But like the, the Roy Rage videos need to stop. Then he like, it's another video. I didn't show you the other video. He like put it to a <laughs> to music. <laughs> His rant. I just I don't 
you know, I hope he gets the help that he needs because it's obviously going through something. I don't know if the co- he was sniffing a lot on the video too. And if you don't know, people who do coke have a tendency to sniff a lot because coke eats away the inside of your nostrils. And so people sniff a lot. <laughs> he was sniffing. So I don't know. I don't know if the coke rumors are true. He sure is acting like somebody on coke though. I'll say that. He needs to sit the fuck down. You had the best comeback of 2018. Nigga, bye. <laughs> I didn't even know nothing about the console shit. I, I just, I, I didn't even, I was like, what did he do last year? What is he even talking about, comeback? Selling bootleg consoles. That is not, <laughs> that's like saying you had the greatest comeback of 2018 because you got on Love and Hip Hop. That is the bottom of the barrel. Your life is, your career is over at that point. So we talked about Pastor John Gray some weeks back. And we talked about him buying a, a Lamborghini for his wife. You know, like, should somebody in that position actually be buying Lamborghinis? But you know what? We went too far in trying to assess what he should and should not be doing in his position. Because the rumor now is that he bought that Lamborghini for his wife because he got his side mistress pregnant. And I guess it's just a rumor. Nobody knows if it's true. His wife supposedly went to go beat up the mistress. Look, it's probably true. Because these pastors be out here in the pulpit preaching to people about the shit they shouldn't be doing. Fucking the congregation members. It happens. Okay? I don't think you were living in Montgomery at the time. There was a pastor of a church in Montgomery. And I might have to look it up so I can give y'all a name just so y'all can look at how ridiculous this shit was. I don't know if you heard about the pastor that had HIV and was sleeping with his his, uh, members and he refused to leave the church when they were like wanting to leave the fucking church. Like pastors do fuck shit. So I can believe the rumor. My problem is that his wife, his wife is supposedly saying she forgives him because it wasn't him, it was the devil. Now, I have such a problem with people acting like we don't have free will. Like, even if you are a super religious person, you have to know that God has given us free will. Okay. So, if he's given us free will, he out here freely giving dick to people that's not his wife. That's not the devil. That's not the devil. <laughs> the fuck? It could be. It Could it be, though? But it's the devil. No. The devil be on some bullshit. No. What do you think the devil do? I, the devil do everything, but he don't come make you give sex to people. I, my, I, I have an issue with the way that everybody has this black and white view of if anything good happened to you, thank God, praise the Lord. Anything bad happened to you, it's automatically the devil is busy. Is it or is God testing you? Is it God testing you and you just fail the fucking test? Like, the devil get a whole lot of shit. Can't all of them be the same? I don't think so. Like, can't it be the devil and then God testing somebody else through seeing what the devil finna do to the person that he testing you through? He wouldn't work with the devil, I don't feel like. It ain't working with the devil. It's like capitalizing on it. No. It's like if you saw... <laughs> like, if you... Like if you saw a pizza man get robbed, right? Uh-huh. And and they got into a scuffle and you just saw money flying all over the place. <laughs> and at the end of the scuffle, they both just ran the fuck away and it was just money still on the ground. Like I mean, what if, you finna do? But if the police find out you got any of that money, they you gonna get 
uh, you that's you stole money that this was This is yours. fresh. Don't nobody even know this happened. <laughs> nobody knows this happened. You but were watching. I'm just saying. If you were to be caught, you would be charged with a crime for doing that. It's your fault. That's fine. All I'm saying is God is you in the situation. <laughs> he didn't have nothing to do with the shit that went down, but he can capitalize on it no. when it happens. Juan McFarland, Shiloh Missionary Baptist Church in Montgomery, I, Alabama. Yeah, I got him pulled up. That was the pastor. Looking like Candyman. <laughs> <laughs> he was sleeping with folks in the church knowing he was HIV positive. And then he refused to leave. This nigga locked the church up and would not fucking leave. <laughs> so what bothers me is that he can still get into heaven. Can he? According to the Bible rules, yes. How? Oh, he repent for his oh, sins. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's, it's loopholes in the Bible. It is. The only thing is that you don't know when your time is. So you don't know if you're going to have a moment's notice to get that last I repent out. <laughs> you know, like if you on your way to if you on your way to have some good old age sex with somebody who don't know you. <laughs> if you your description of things. If you you headed to get some good old age sex, some good old HIV coitus with somebody who don't know you got it and you get blindsided by a car and you immediately die you don't have time to repent that's that's the loophole if you repent in time and are relatively genuine about it i think you're good okay i just need to read this like okay so i want they asked him to step down this was in 2014 this is what he was accused of doing. He fraudulently concealed from the congregation that he had knowingly engaged in adultery in the church building, not just within in the building itself, with female members of the church while knowingly having AIDS. He also fraudulently withheld information that he had been engaging in the use of illegal drugs while preaching and performing pastoral duties. And withheld information from church membership that he had misused church for he stole money from the church. And he admitted to it. He got up in front of the congregation <laughs> and told them all he had done all of this shit asking for forgiveness. <laughs> hey congregation, I want y'all to know that the things you've heard are true. I stole money and I do have HIV. And me and Sister Jones... We did it in the bathroom in the back. <laughs> Twice a week. <laughs> I just want to let y'all know that. And I'm not removing myself. Turn to Corinthians 1, <laughs> chapter 7. Oh, are you looking up Corinthians yep. 1, chapter 7? <laughs> he admitted to it. He said, well, I'm trying to find what his words were exactly. He confessed from the pulpit. Yeah. He told the church. What's the line that you chose for this week? <laughs> what is it? Now, for the matters you wrote about, it is good for a man not to marry. But since there is so much immorality, each man should have his own wife and each woman her own husband. The husband should fulfill his marital duty to his wife and likewise the wife to her husband. <laughs> That's against what he did. It is against what he did, but it's what he should have been fucking doing. It's eerie that you chose the one that applies to the situation. That's fucking weird. I think that's how the Bible works. It works like horoscopes. <laughs> you can apply this shit to like 45 different things at once out of 50. Oh, he did this over Sundays. Like, So he got up in the, in the pulpit every Sunday and confessed something new. 
He said, once the pastor with 23 years of leadership started revealing more and more on the following Sundays, members and leaders say they realized he had crossed the line. <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> listen, I've always, from my early church experiences, I've posited that pastors are men first. Now, that does not mean that you get away with things at the same rate that men who are not in a position of power get away with. Because at a certain point, the weight of the damage that you do based on the position is more than the reason that you came to to be in this position or this situation. What? Transmitting a sexually transmitted disease is just a Class C misdemeanor in Montgomery. That was the most he could be charged. He, WSFA, which is the Fox News for uh, Montgomery, spoke with him. And he was like, yeah, I did it. Yep, I told the congregation. <laughs> I sure did. Y'all want some eight six? <laughs> I got some for you. <laughs> better than regular sex. So I say It's a little that. bit hotter. So I say all that to say I'm not surprised about this pastor fucking around on his wife. Okay, pastors do worse shit, mess with little boys, and it's all kind, of, all kind of stuff happens. So I can believe that rumors are probably true. Again, my issue was when I saw that his wife was supposedly saying that the, the devil made him do it. No, the fuck he didn't. His dick did. He could have said no, and walked away. Is you know how many people attempted every fucking day that walk away from that shit? He was just weak fuck out of here the devil made him die just drive your lamborghini and say you just gonna stay with the nigga because he got money and he bought you a lamborghini just say that say what the truth is don't be out here still trying to be holier than now ma'am while your husband out here dicking down con um, congregation members i just stop <laughs> the fuck stop just stop it uh let's see what else did i have um had you heard about that? Because I, I know I don't think you were living there at the time that it yeah, happened. Yeah, it was on the newspaper up here. Okay, because it was it was. I remember going to the Chinese restaurant in Bessemer and looking in the little paper machine and seeing Candyman <laughs> on the front of the damn newspaper <laughs> with AIDS. He does look like Candyman. It's so terrible. Um. Okay, so as as you know, uh, I guess we could do. Oh, I didn't. I'm going to briefly mention this that goes with this thing that I, this story that I have. So, you know that white people have gotten together a GoFundMe for, to help Trump build his wall. Yes. The, the, the GoFundMe has been dismantled. Um, I forgot what the reason is, but everybody's money was returned to them. And the because guy, they changed the definition of the word of the wall. Okay. Because Trump changed the definition of the wall. Okay. So they it, it no longer applied to what the original intent of the post was. He so the guy and they they, they had raised millions. Like they I think they're trying to, trying to get five billion dollars to help with the they wall. They get five billion, but they got twenty million. They did. So and people feel very strongly about border security and keeping these drugs out, and the Mexicans are the ones bringing them in, and so we can build this wall. The shit will stop. And I say that to say. Two U.S. soldiers pled guilty for attempting to smuggle a million dollars worth of cocaine from Colombia using a military plane. <laughs> Gonna fly right over that goddamn wall. In USA shit. <laughs> With a million dollars of coke. Uh, 
They probably do. Other planes probably do that shit all the time. But that's what I mean. A wall don't stop a plane. <laughs> Just fly over. Dig under. That, this is the problem with. <laughs> this is the problem with the wall. If you wanted protection from your in your home mm-hmm. from somebody that might potentially rob it, yes, would you want like a, a ADT system that has sound markers and is connected to a police system, or would you rather have just like a big wall? That's- <laughs> I would not choose the wall. Um, motherfuckers climb, so I would much prefer the police be able to come and save me when they try to break in. The problem is a wall is just so fucking elementary, man. I feel like that is a five-year-old solution to shit. Well, look at It's like people who put... It's like people who dog shit on the carpet and they just put a piece of toilet paper over it. And don't clean it up. That Mm -hmm. is not going to fix the fucking problem. (laughs) You know, a wall, a barrier, it can mean a whole bunch of different things, but... He literally means a fucking structure that yes. just stands up out of the ground. Yes. When has that ever stopped somebody? You know what? I read a paper that said that every single, uh, what is it, dynasty mm-hmm. in history that used the wall. Like the Great Wall of China. Yeah, mm-hmm. to, to, uh, as a barrier to keep enemies out. They all fail. Like, <laughs> what the fuck? What evidence does he have that a wall will help? And if a wall is a deterrent, what evidence does he have that it will deter to degree to the degree that is worth Americans paying for it? And billions of dollars at that. And not only that, but they he keeps saying that, you know, drugs come in at the parts of the wall that are not covered. False. 90 fucking percent of the drugs that come into this country come in through ports of entry. That means somebody drive that shit right into the motherfucking United States. You think that you think that there's enough Latinos coming through the gaps with fucking 800 pound backpacks full of fucking opioids and bringing them and distributing them out in America? Do they really think that's what's fucking happening? But Steve King a representative, he used the term cantaloupe calves to represent how big they calf muscles are because they bring that much drugs over here. <laughs> like, at this point, it ain't nothing but propaganda. <laughs> that don't even mean... <laughs> we do have a, board, uh, a border crisis, but it is not a drug crisis. It's a humanitarian crisis. There are motherfucking people that are trying to escape the country from where they at. I'm gonna tell somebody they got cantaloupe calves this week. Do it. <laughs> you cantaloupe calf having ass bitch. <laughs> so Master Sergeant Daniel Gould and Sergeant First Class Henry Rover were caught attempting to transport 90 pounds of cocaine. According to a report from the Army Times, the duo reportedly were already successfully trafficking a large quantity of illicit drugs and selling it to a distributor in Florida. Can you imagine that? People can fly over a wall. <laughs> planes and shit. We still gonna have planes and shit. Apparently they use the hollowed out punching bag to make the drugs undetectable. 
In regard to the incident, the Justice Department released a statement saying suspicion was aroused at the United States Embassy when packages were x-rayed, revealing cocaine packs within the... Why would they... What what reason would you have for it being in the Army transport and punching bags? (laughs) What? It might be barracks shit. Uh, yeah. Got punching bags in the barracks. Yeah. I'm fat and I got a punching bag in my damn living room. I mean... (laughs) Shit, I, as far as as far as reality would tell you, it's cocaine in that motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> I don't look like I'm punching no punching bag. <sighs> but they in the military, they might be punching a punching bag, so it's plausible. Yeah, that's true. I didn't think about that. But yeah, I just thought that it's funny that one, these are military <laughs> servicemen. These are not um, illegal immigrants from Mexico. And they are bringing it in via airplane <laughs> because throwing it over the wall is not the way but see that that ain't even that ain't even republicans concern right republicans concern because if they real concern was the murder rate mm-hmm. it would they would have as much focus on how many americans kill americans because there's only a very very small percentage mm-hmm. of illegal immigrants that kill Americans. Mm-hmm. It's a large portion of Americans that kill Americans. If it was about oh, people dying, it would make it their issue is that those people just shouldn't be here. Yeah, so but they're even, not gonna say that. They they're do gonna, say that. They who? do say that. They've been saying that like Rick Santorum on these news um mm-hmm. outlets have been saying shit like they're not supposed to be here. Like, yes, Americans killing Americans is a problem, but people who ain't even supposed to be over here anyway killing Americans is a bigger problem. And I'm like, is it? Really? <laughs> like, to the motherfucker that died, they don't give a fuck. <laughs> to the motherfuckers that died by American hands? Yeah. You think they give a fuck about illegal no, immigration? No, they don't. Statistically, you're more likely to be killed by your fucking American brethren than you are Somebody coming from another country. Well, they're also blaming them on the opioid crisis that we have going on. Yeah, like, it ain't like the pharmaceutical industry ain't got nothing to do with it. <laughs> really? <laughs> All the opioids are just coming on these 800-pound packs that Latinos is carrying through the little <laughs> open parts of the, of the border. That's how that's happening. It's, oh, it's, it's disgusting. Shit. But I and just, you know what? And, and the moment that I realized that this shit wasn't about, like for conservatives, especially far right conservatives, it's about the rule of law when it's convenient. Yes. When it comes to immigration, it's exclusively about the rule of law. The law says that you should not have come over here illegally. Mm-hmm. And by coming over here illegally, you broke a law. So it don't matter what you've done after that. It don't matter because DACA, mm-hmm. those who came over here and made something of themselves, who became a part of the American dream, who became the kind of uh, citizens or non-citizens that America say you should become before you can become a citizen, they did all of that shit. And you know what? They don't even want them over here. Mm-mm. So what hope does somebody seeking amnesty have? Did you know only 5% of amnesty claims get accepted? I can believe that. Only 5%. I can believe they that. They saying that, like, that's the right... The, technically, technically, people crossing the border to America 
is the legal way because the only way you can claim for amnesty is to be in the United States. Mm. And it don't necessarily have to be through a port of entry. They're making it sound like it has to be through a port of entry, but technically the rules only say that you have to be in the United States when you make a claim of amnesty. So Donald Trump them just shaking this shit up, man, making it known. They really they really showing you what the fuck dog whistles are. They showing you what it looked like to hate somebody but not look like you hate somebody. Is they showing you what it looked like to be accepted on paper, but really not fuck with people. Mm-hmm. Because that's what's happening. It don't even matter what brown group it is. Donald Trump ain't fucking with him to that degree. I wonder how much coke they had brought in before they got caught. Because, like, if you think about it, <clears throat> I just feel like military personnel would not be searched as in-depth. Because they're trusted. They're soldiers. They're fighting. You know what I'm saying? So I wonder how much. If they was bringing in 90 pounds at one fucking time. Like how many times before this had they (laughs) successfully brought in 90 pounds of coke? They probably got caught because the government shut down. (laughs) All the TSA one there. They had a replacement there. They didn't even know the (laughs) protocol. They walked up and it was a new dude there. They're like, where's where's Thomas? (laughs) Who are you? I don't know. Put everything on the table. Thomas don't normally make us put everything on the table. He just, you know, we got somewhere to be, you know. Oh, well, hold on. Let me pull out my little manual. No, everybody who comes through has to put all that shit. Put the punching bag on the fucking conveyor belt, sir, please. <laughs> Fuck. Punching bag. Oh, shit. They x-rayed that shit. Those, are, a- those look like a lot of whole bunch of little packs of something. What are those? Is that like... Is that candy? Chocolate? Because <laughs> it's not sand that's usually in a punching bag. <laughs> yeah, like. It's not shaped like sand. It's in packs. Fuck that. 90 pounds of coke. That's so, like a little kid. Yeah. <laughs> made of a coke. whole little child. <laughs> Cocaine baby. God damn. Yeah. So, I just thought that was funny. So, government shut down. Mm, Jesus. What? It's just fucked up that these people, you know, they still are expected to go to work. Do you think Congress should get paid during the government shutdown? Nope. You don't? Mm-mm. I'm going to tell you why they should. Okay. So, a government shutdown is essentially a leveraging tool mm-hmm. to get legislation passed, yes. right? Imagine somebody like. Alexandria Osario Cortez, who before she got her congressional pay, moved couldn't move to Washington. Mm-hmm. It was too expensive. Mm-hmm. She lived in New York. She couldn't move. Imagine a super rich Republican trying to leverage legislation with a super poor uh, liberal and icing them out financially. Because nobody is getting paid, but they got money that they've been sending on for generations. And this new legislature need their paycheck. It would it would turn the tides heavily in their legislate in their their power in that the legislation that they have. Yeah, but I feel like the poor like it this is but everybody's still getting their paychecks. They're not negatively being impacted by this. The people that are being negatively impacted by this still have to fucking go to work and don't get a paycheck. And they don't know for how long. And Alabama Power, your your mortgage people are not going to accept that you are under a furlough and can't, and ain't getting money. They're going to want their shit paid. And I just think that's fucked up. 
I'm not saying it's not fucked up. <laughs> I'm saying because that there are bigger risks associated with people who are supposed to be making our rules being pigeonholed into making certain decisions just because they can't afford a life because they trying to do the right thing. But again, money wins. Not millions of people are going to be not able to but afford that's the, the thing. life. But, but that's the thing. <laughs> the people who are the wealthiest in politics, it don't matter whether they get their paycheck or not. Their paycheck is inconsequential to the amount of money that they have that they exist with. It's more consequential to the people in in politics who hadn't really done shit to get them to this point. Mm-hmm. Like Alessandria Okari, AOC, this is AOC, she ain't, she just got here. Mm-hmm. So she's supposed to get here with everybody else's problems and not get her paycheck and she ain't have shit to do with none of this shit. And not only that, but like, they don't have shit to do with it either though. <laughs> like the arguments for her getting paid, arguments that should be being made for the these <laughs> government workers that don't are not getting paid and can't pay their bills and like there's not i mean i'm sure that i guess companies can make a a situation by situation exception but if you got like a hard-ass bank who owns your house and depending on how long this shit go what they supposed to do say well they're they're working it out in congress so but that should be a reason why the legislators get this shit resolved quickly it don't look like it shouldn't be a reason why the system should be impacted because of monetary uh, disenfranchisement on the different sides and between the different people. I'm not saying it's right. I'm not saying it's good. But I'm saying that if we had a situation where Republicans, because they are money hawks, all got always got the money, and all of these new Democrats that have unseated old Republicans don't really have money, they not going to have the power to even vote for the things they want to vote for because the Republicans are always going to be winning because them not getting their check don't make a difference. So at the end of the day, everybody need to be getting paid to fix this problem. The problem is all the Republicans are, you know, giving Donald Trump handy J's every day. There are trying prison, to keep him from uh, being disappointed in them. There are prison, prison officials concerned about riots and escapes because... A lot of the federal correct they're not getting paid so they calling in sick and shit like i'm not gonna come in and work with a bunch of fucking prisoners and they already don't make a lot so they're they have a lot of understaffing go where people are they supposed to still have to come because they be you know they they have to watching el chapo they ain't getting paid right now now imagine the moment el chapo say hey uh you know what if I told you that you and your family never have to worry about another dime in your life? No more government <laughs> shutdown being impacted. Like, it's so much shit that can be impacted during this time that they doing this shit. It's just fucked up. And I feel bad for any of the federal employees. And the fact that I'm still expected to come in this motherfucker. Like, it's one thing for us to be furloughed and I'm not able to get paid. It's a whole other for you to say, but you still got to bring your ass to work. What? And I just can't. And we'll I, pay you when the government opens up. And this came from this lawyer that I listened to on Facebook, who has some pretty good videos with some pretty good information. Um, and I, I just was like, well, it ain't, don't make sense for them to get paid, you know, if if it can't nobody else like they in the government too. Why why they got to get paid, you know? But he did put a spin on it that made me think, damn, that would fuck up 
the dynamic of them leveraging power in that situation if the government wasn't getting paid and some people just happen to be poorer who are senators and house members then what would they need the money for again what are you saying them not getting paid how would it impact their ability to vote on stuff okay let's say let's say the so aoc just moved to washington Mm -hmm. she couldn't afford rent here Mm -hmm. maybe she got one one check Mm -hmm. since she moved here what if the uh what if the shutdown went on for four months and she didn't get a check in four months? Mm-hmm. Like she wouldn't be able to afford her rent. So when it comes to her sitting at the table with no money, with somebody who got money, who can afford to sit out for another four months of a shutdown, but she can't afford to sit out for another four months for a shutdown. So you're saying that they would choose to save their own. Ass it's more likely that it's more likely that she would cave to the will of the people with money because they can, they can do it. Don't you just love democracy? That makes so much fucking sense. Democracy, how it was created, wasn't even supposed to be like this, man. George Washington wasn't about this shit. Oh, my God. It's just... Motherfucking John Adams and Thomas Jefferson came out here fucking that shit up. <sighs> this is so Creating stupid. these different parties and all and of that jazz. Normally, government shutdowns do not last that long, but Trump is a toddler. And he has the backing of his party. And I don't. I really don't know how long this shit is gonna go on because now they're talking about tax refunds and they're still so, supposed to refund. Yeah, um, food stamps is supposed to be not funded now, but Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer ain't really trying to cater to Trump shit. They're, but that's what I'm saying. And so we do not know how the fuck long this shit is gonna go on. So how who long? do you think should? Who do you think should cave? Do you think that the Democrats should? Say okay, we'll give you whatever the fuck you want. You just got to give us some shit. They're Move not forward. telling. No, I think the what's crazy to me is that they are not saying that they will not give any money to this fund. It's that they're not giving him the amount that he feels is necessary to build problem. this state of the you this you know state of the, the art wall. Chuck Schumer came to the table with a twenty five billion dollar check for his wall. But it came with a deal for DACA. Mm-hmm. Now, Donald Trump turned that shit down. Yeah. After he listened to um, Stephen Miller and some of these other people who are like anti-Latino. They clearly anti-Latino. Uh, and said, what are you doing? The same thing happened with the deal that the Democrats and the Republicans had with uh, Lindsey Graham and Mitch McConnell. They bought that to him. And he said he was going to sign it until... Uh, and Coulter um, and some other them other conservative radio hosts said that it wasn't a good move, and then he pulled back on it. He's a child. So at this point, <laughs> he is Chuck a Schumer kid. and uh, Nancy Pelosi, I'm sure they don't quite know exactly what the fuck t- he will say yes to, so it ain't no point to even trying, you know, for them. And for him, I don't even know what would make him cave. But now they're talking about using, uh, declaring a national emergency. To to fund the border wall, so they would be taking money that is supposed to be allotted to like disasters and shit and disaster relief, 
to build a wall. When we done had instances of disasters here recently, that would be the stupidest fucking shit because you do not know what nature gonna do. And when the next shit happened and you ain't got no fucking money, but you got this goddamn wall, none of this makes any sense. This if it happened to brown people, it'll be fine. As long as it happened to like somebody like Puerto Rico, then you know, we just won't pay for their shit. It might to be, be Florida again, then what? I don't know, man. You have to ask him. I think he just got them. This is stupid. This is so fucking stupid. And the people that are being impacted by this the most, it's so unfair. That, again, because I, I don't even know. Like, I would be so resentful for having to go to work and not get fucking paid. How does that even work? Why do I have to come in and y'all aren't paying me? Well, they might get paid. They <laughs> might get back pay. They will get it, but. It's, not in all cases. What? What? Not in, they don't get back pay in all cases. Well, I ain't coming to fucking work. Well, but you gonna pay but me you, at some point you for this work? definitely won't get paid if you don't come to work. You might get paid if you come to work. What kind of shit is that? I might get paid for the work that I already gave you, or you might stiff me on this shit. Nah, yes. bro, that is bullshit. Cause you know how many people gonna be scrimping and scrapping and tra- taking out loans and shit to pay their bills in the meantime, and then you might not pay me where I can. So now I gotta pay these fucking loans back on top of picking back up my regular payments and shit. Cause I'm not getting back pay. The fuck? This is so fucking stupid. This is ridiculous. And this is what oh America and everybody want to fly their fucking American flags and shit. But like really, bruh. He's a toddler. He is a little child. Oh, you gonna agree to something, but because fucking Ann Coulter say some shit, you back out? My nigga, really? Ann Coulter, all right. Really? Really? She's stupid. I just... <laughs> oh, I hate people. Border wall. <laughs> Where are you? <laughs> um. So last week you you talked about the facility where the lady was in a coma and got pregnant. She was in a vegetative state. Excuse me, and got pregnant. Yes. The CEO was forced because he did not voluntarily resign. They forced him to resign, even though they're not saying he's the one that did it, but. They just have feel like somebody they have to have some accountability. Also, the police have gotten warrants to go in and get DNA from every male employee. I think that should be anybody who recently quit <laughs> need to be included in that fucking warrant. So any employees that have worked there within the last twelve months, I think should it make that's male should have to test. I think that's like the that's like the move everybody make. Need to step down, <laughs> step down, step down. I mean, the reality is it happened on his watch. Yeah, but what are they gonna do within? Okay, that's cool, but he is probably never in that fucking facility. CEOs are usually somewhere else in a corporate office, not in on the ground in individual fucking facilities. What are they gonna do in the facility there and other facilities if they have more than one to ensure? That bitches in the coma don't get pregnant again. Because five of him ain't going to do shit when he ain't even really there in the building. Now, I mean, that's cute. Good for them, I suppose. But as far as the staffing in this particular facility, don't do nothing. Well, he potentially put the people in the place to put the people in the place to do what they did. 
So maybe it level of comfort will come with a new person who is aware of this situation no. who would make sure that they have people in place. If who I had a family thing. member in that facility and the CEO stepped down, that would not be enough for me to be comfortable with my family member remaining. That ain't enough for me. I'm not going to be like, maybe they will hire somebody who will then hire somebody that may. No, that ain't enough for me. If I have a loved one in your facility where somebody got pregnant because y'all bitches weren't watching, the CEO dropping out don't mean nothing to me. Well, if you got a loved one in a facility like that where somebody got sexually abused and you leave them there, then they get whatever they deserve from your ass because you shouldn't have left them there number one you should remove your folks immediately or some shit like that happened you probably need to go get them checked to see if they got some they semen might be in them. pregnant they might because like they might be newly pregnant like who knows are they checking the other women to see to make sure that they're not in the beginning stages of pregnancy that might be that oh, it's so creepy it's so creepy and i forgot to look up if it's considered necrophilia because they're unconscious or if there's a thing so now i'm gonna have to <laughs> but i just i don't i don't understand hopefully they're able to find out who it was um i would hope so that he can serve time for that because that is creepy and disgusting it's terrible. It's icky. Yeah. Um. It doesn't. Oh, somnophiliac. Somnophiliac. Yeah. What that do? They are people who prefer uh, fa- uh, that somebody unable to respond. So somebody unconscious. So it's somnophiliac is when you have sex with unconscious people, and then necrophilia is with dead folks. Okay, so this person was a somnophiliac. Yes, and actually the very first thing, because I just put having sex with an unconscious person, is a is an article on whether or not Bill Cosby is a somnophiliac <laughs> because he was drugging women. So. Um. <laughs> yeah, that was the first thing that popped up. Hmm. Somnophilia is what the paraphilia is called. Somnophilia. Okay. So there, I figured it was because I feel like that's probably the paraphilia that few people have. So I, I figured it would have a name, <laughs> or it would be a sub a subgenre of uh, necrophilia. But it has its own whole name. Interesting. Do you believe that black people can be racist? Yes. Why? So, there are Hispanic people, for instance. I think that we... Because isn't, it, isn't racism when you are in a position of power? Don't you have to be in a position above... That's more like the, uh, that's like, I guess, a stipulative definition of racism, where the traditional definition of racism is just believing that your race is superior to other races. Uh, I guess a a more fleshed out definition 
does include the component of power in it. Well, in the United States, anyway, uh, as far as like, I feel like you could be racist against Hispanic people. Shit, I hear folks talk shit about Hispanic people because you know we live in Hoover, off Lorna, which is like a large population of Hispanic people. There, there are people that wait at that BP gas station to get picked up to go do construction work. Like they literally just hang out at the BP all day till somebody comes by and is like, I need three, and then get in and go do a day's worth of work for cash. Uh, and I hear people talk shit about them all the time. So I, yeah, I think it is possible. For black people to be racist. I don't think so. Okay. Why are we not capable of racism? I think because that power component that you were talking about makes a big enough difference. I think black people people can be prejudiced based on race. And I think they can discriminate based on race. But as a culture, can black people be racist so towards... So what's the difference between racism, prejudice, discrimination? Prejudice is treating another group... Uh, is believing that another group is different for you because of their race. Um, discrimination is acting upon that belief mm-hmm. of thinking that they're different. And... Racism is just all out believing that you are superior. So you don't think black people other. are capable of thinking that they're superior to Hispanic folks? Yes, I do. Would that not be racism? Do black people as a whole have power enough in this system to do something to them because of that belief? It depends on what you now, mean. Now, white people can build a wall, but what can <laughs> black people do? You know what I'm saying? Like they could do the same shit white people have been doing to us, calling the police and getting them in trouble with ICE, or like that's possible for them to do that. We're talking about on a cultural level now. Now, clearly, when white people do that, that's a whole shitload of white people doing that to a shitload of black people in mass. Mm-hmm. Like that's black people ain't doing that to Latino. People. So it has to be all because you added more to, of the de- to the definition as we go. So it has to be you have to be believe that you're better than them, be in a position of power. It has to be in mass. Well, let me let me say it like this. Maybe not, but from, let me tell you, but just from my perspective, I think that you can believe as a black person that you are superior to white. That your race is superior to every other race. Mm-hmm. I believe that. I'm sorry. Damn. <laughs> Couldn't turn it off. <laughs> I believe that as a black person, you can believe that your race is superior. Mm-hmm. But there is no evidence to support that. So to me, that doesn't make you racist more than it makes you delusional. What evidence does it make uh, that white people are better than us? What evidence exists that other than the their belief that society. it is so? But white people are created the society, or white people are in control of it. So that's not evidence that it's actually true. It's but evidence it's that evidence they, to them who believe it. It's not evidence. It's not objective evidence. It's subjective evidence to the people that believe it. We have more money. We have more land. We have more grades. Now they don't take into consideration the four hundred years. I'm just for the they, they don't. But that's they what stole I'm everything. But that's what I'm saying. That's how a white person in America can believe that white is better, 
But I don't think any other group in America has the evidence to believe that. But if you're, if the evidence is going to be subjective, then what what's evidence to them and the reason why they believe that they're better than white people? It may not be they have more money and more land, but it may be we have actually have a culture and they don't have a culture. Or it might be hoteps have plenty of reasons why they feel like. So, but I can objectively understand from the outside why a white person would think that they're better than everybody but else. But I can't because the the evidence is is it's like it's like <laughs> get uh arresting somebody and like throwing cocaine on them and using that as the re- like yeah, they had cocaine on them, but you're the one to put the cocaine on them. So, is the evidence really evidence? It's, you you did that. You created that circumstance. So, for me, it's not evidence that they're better because I know that that it's rigged. <laughs> so, what I'm saying, I'm not saying is I can objectively look at them and see why they're better. I, can I can't objective- even see why they think they're better because I don't understand why they don't realize that y'all rigged the system and rigged the game. So of course you're winning it. That, but that doesn't mean that you're better. And I don't understand how you could think. If I, so if you I don't cheated- understand the American dilemma of how somebody right now that could be 25 years old that don't really haven't researched all of that don't look into that don't believe it been told a whole life that that stuff don't make a difference been told a little whole life to pick yourself up by your bootstraps you can't understand why that person might believe that they're better have they gone to school and studied history because their history is the only history like <laughs> well if 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 they have then it wasn't black african-american history it didn't have to be black african-american history for them to know that slavery actually did exist and was a thing and they don't they Christopher Columbus coming over here and 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 getting this land that was already like it's not if if you don't want to believe it or if you want to believe that all of this stuff isn't true even when presented with evidence to the contrary that doesn't mean shit to me that just means that you're being oblivious because you want to be because you would prefer not to think of your race as a race that has come in and done all of this bullshit over the years like i think so that- you're just saying that everybody who exists and have been old enough to see what history has should be able to understand why they have an advantage yes but it doesn't benefit them to look at it that way of course it i I would prefer to look at it like i just am superior just because you know just because or for the people who think well we just work harder and they're lazy that sounds better than i was given a huge jump start because of the shit my ancestors did so you saying that it doesn't benefit them to look at it that way means that you recognize that there are some people who don't look at it that way but i don't understand or i don't you're saying that you can see why they will feel like they're better based off of this evidence i still don't see that you're not better like if i know that i cheated in a race even if i don't admit to other people that i cheated in the race i fucking know that it's not because i was faster than everybody else it's because i cheated but now whether i admit that to people or not is another thing but, but what you're dealing what you're dealing with you're not dealing with somebody who knows that they cheated you're dealing with somebody who who for some reason they lane in the race just had some kind of accelerance on it they can run faster or everybody else lanes had some oil slick on it and while it looked like everybody running the race the same they believe that they're running the same as everybody else but they ahead and they think it's doing their own merits 
but they it's not. I just don't believe that most white people believe that. I think there are some white people that might be naive enough to believe that, but I think that they know that because if they didn't know the privilege that they have, they do shit that they tell us not to do, knowing that it's going to result in a very different way. They they when white people fight the police and shit, you don't hear the white folks saying, "Well, they should have just done with it." When we are doing what they say and get hurt, like I just it it's selective. It is selective whether or not they have privilege because they act upon it, even if they don't verbally admit it. They act upon that privilege because they know they can do things that they see other people do it and in a different way. So I just don't believe that the majority of white people are out here oblivious to the head start that they've had. I don't think they like to admit it. I don't think they want to talk about it, but I just don't believe that they all think that they just are running the same race and, and as everybody else. So I think that the part of the dialogue we just went down are talking about the people who don't believe that, who are not people who believe that they are, their race is superior. But, but I, what about, what if we just isolate that to the people who believe that their race is superior? But then that cuts into your saying that it has to be a larger group. I don't think they are the, I think the majority of the ones who just don't want to admit that shit, but they know it. I don't think the majority and the ones who would be racist, I guess just from misunderstand or like naivete or whatever, I don't think that group is bigger than the other group. And so then it goes back to it being a small group who have control over but i think i think differently than you i think that if you look at a bell curve it's outliers on both sides mm -hmm. white people who don't believe it at all and awoke and understand all that shit and mm -hmm. white people who do believe it i think the middle of that group i think the middle of it is just naive and ignorant and don't ain't aware and i think them not being aware is just as dangerous as the motherfuckers who think they superior i just don't have that i guess high of a because that's giving them a whole lot of room for bullshit to say that they're just but I'm don't saying, know. Look at how much bullshit happened to black people in America and it seemed to be unknown, unbeknownst to the white people that's doing it that it's a problem. But uh, but if you acknowledge that it is a problem and then don't do anything about it, it looks bad on you. But if you like, I, it, I, it doesn't seem like a problem to me, then you don't have to deal with the guilt or the issue of not doing anything. It benefits them to not acknowledge it. It doesn't mean that just because they don't acknowledge it doesn't mean that they don't see it or know that it's going on. But if you acknowledge some shit, if I see somebody getting their ass whooped and I had the ability to inter intervene and help, I'm going to look like an asshole because people going to be like, you stood there, watch that bitch get ass whooped when you could have helped out. But if I'm like, I didn't even see it. I was, I was too far away to have noticed. I come across looking a lot better and a lot more sympathetic and a lot more ability for people to be empathetic and give me a break because she didn't know. She didn't know. I just, I believe it benefits them to act like they don't know. And so I just don't believe that the bell curve middle people so are the people who don't know. So you think there's a difference between them acting like they don't know and actually not knowing if that's the case? I mean, you're not, saying you're saying that you're saying that they've been through enough that they should know, but you also saying they're acting like they don't know. So if they actually do know, but they acting like they don't, what difference do it make? But you're giving credit to them, assuming that because they act like they don't know that they don't really know. When we know that people 
are not truthful and that people lie and do dishonest stuff i'm just not willing to give them the benefit of the doubt like that when there is so much evidence around them if they wanted to see this ain't something you got to go search out for and look for well i I don't (laughs) think i'm discerning i don't think i'm discerning between a per i don't think i'm giving them credit whether they know or they don't know, I'm saying that whether they believe you're it. You're saying if they don't know, if they believe, if they really don't know, or if they, they, you think that they don't know, you can be more understanding as to why they would be racist. That's giving them credit. I feel like I don't understand the shit. I think it's stupid, and it doesn't matter to me. Or I, I cannot accept that. You know, even though it's still wrong. I can understand why they would feel like they're superior based off of this evidence. I just but I what I'm saying is, that. so a person who is who knows but is pretending like they don't know, are you saying that they don't have the evidence in our society to go along with the illusion? Or are they just too stupid to see it? I just I'm not even gonna try to differentiate at this point in our history with all of the shit. That's, I'm not even gonna put in the effort to try to figure out if you are somebody that do or don't know, because at this point there, if you want to know, you can know. If you if you want to understand, because if if all of these people are saying this thing, curiosity don't even lend to you to say oh, maybe they got a point or nothing. So. I'm not even trying to distinguish between those who do and don't know. I just feel like they all have the capability of being understand because again, empathy is the ability to to see where somebody is coming from, even if you haven't been through it yourself. They have the capability to be empathetic, and they choose not to be. So I'm not even going to go and try to figure out those people who may just haven't had the education, whose parents have been telling. I just I'm not even going to differentiate between any of that shit. Outside of whether they are they have the ability to be racist or not, I feel like your dialogue represents white people in our society that should be a lot more aware than they are. Yes. Like from your perspective, every white person who don't know just playing a game and is just in denial and that's just where they at. Because the ability to it's not like they can't. You know what I'm saying? There's nothing that's keeping them from looking at life. That's what the fuck I do every day is look at other people's lives from their perspectives. I have the capability of doing it. Now, I could have chose to do something else with my life and not done it at all. It's a choice. It is not an inability to see it. You can if you choose to. And they don't choose to even try. It's like, I'm just going to accept that this is what it is. These black people, although all of them are saying this shit, are lazy and they are just don't want to try. And if they actually try, they can have everything that I have. And that's just what it is. So if you want to just accept that and not look into it, cool. But it doesn't mean that you didn't have the ability to know if you had wanted to. Because if everybody is saying that this shit, you got a whole democratic party you got all of this shit in place that says black people get treated disproportionately worse based off the fact that they are black they don't get the same um abilities of jobs or schools or any they had to make hbcus and shit which some white people go to because they're considered minorities and get minority scholarships so but my what? thing is they can know if they want to they choose not to and so regardless of whether they really know or they don't so know if they don't know they can believe that they are their race is superior but if they do know but are playing like they don't know they can't believe that they superior like 
I don't know why you think they would stop at the end of that charade. Like, if, if they playing a whole charade and they know and it's playing a whole charade, I don't know why you don't think they would play into the My Race is Superior charade, too. They would they would say, oh, I don't know, even though I do, and, you know, my and do get all the advantage they get, but then would say at the end, but my race is not superior. Like, I feel like they would say that, too. I feel like they would go all the way with the charade, if that's the case. But either way, either way, either way. Next part of the question. If a black person says my race is superior and a white person says my race is superior, do those two things mean the exact same things just coming from a different country? Do they both hold the exact same way in American society? Obviously not. Like, obviously saying that you're superior as a black person. It, or again, I guess it depends on what, what you're defined. Because, again, if you're defining superiority by having more money and more land. Well, black, rate, black, black culture, black people mm -hmm. are superior to white people. In what ways? So just superior in all ways. We're superior through education. We're superior through land. We're superior through money. Every but way those that things are you can see that that's not the case that's why so that goes to my point where i say but you're that, more delusional than you are racist if you believe that your culture is better than another one but only, there is no evidence to but again you are deciding what the evidence has to be you're saying that the only evidence that will make whether or not another race is superior is what they have well what i'm saying is in american society there is nothing nothing on paper that makes black people better than white people period but again, you are talking about as far as the ability to make it. The people who may think that black people are superior because we are better athletes. Is that not something that's quantifiable? Is that not something that can be seen by who's chosen to be on team? Like it depends on what you're why you're saying that the group is superior. You're claim you're like choosing for those people the reasons why they're saying that they're superior, that it has to be because of some kind of thing that you can gain or fiscally count like land or money or being able to get jobs because people are going to look at you because you're white. So what are, what, so when white supremacists think that they, their culture is supreme, what do you know what they mean? I don't think that they just mean that they're superior because they have more stuff than black. They think inherently that black people are trash. They just are not good folks period like because even when you had fucking barack obama was the president and you know white supremacists looked at him the same fucking way as every other nigga if it was based off of what we had or don't have that could change by us acquiring stuff which we do everybody does not have the capability to do that obviously but to a racist regardless of whether or not you are a barack and a michelle and you were able to become the president of the free world or they have they they had money before they even got into the office they still niggas and they are still looked at the same way by a white supremacist they was pissed off as fuck that he was president because he black only because he's black and they feel like black people are inferior so do you think the core of white supremacy was founded upon the diminishing of what black was to their to them like convincing them that black was less than them do you think that's the core of white supremacy or do you think inherently that they were just born believing that they better it's because they made them I, we've been treated like shit since we got here like we were beneath them like i don't think it was because they had more stuff it was because they were able to enslave us look at hitler 
Hitler's a good that he didn't have an issue with Jews and wasn't killing Jews because they he felt like the Aryan race was superior with money and so he felt like Jewish people just were the devil they just were shit and so he killed millions of Jewish people not because they had more stuff or more they took all the shit that those people had to make themselves higher up as far as like fiscal but even without that before that he felt like they were inherently better the Aryan race is the divine race it is the race that God loves and that everybody else is beneath that so I just I don't think I think we look at their superiority because we don't we don't have the capability a lot of times to get what they look so from our perspective i do think that we look at that we don't have where the option to get the jobs and the educations and stuff that they do but i feel like for some racist people it ain't got shit to do with what black people don't do or don't have or that they have more i think they just think i think that you can hate a group of people just based off of you thinking they just are not worthy and that comes from a foundation but I don't think the foundation is you having more. I know, I know, I know. I'm saying I'm, I'm with your dialogue now. Yeah. We're not talking about it being physical things that you can have. Yeah. Even if it's just ideology. Yeah. So. We were animals. We were beasts. We were like when they brought us over here. So does it make a difference that white people have that ideology, but black people did not? What do you towards mean? white people. But I don't know that... Like, the, the reaction of black people towards white people is because of what white people have done to black people. Here. It's not because black well, people... I don't know. So, black people that are were not enslaved, that were living in other places that didn't go through this, I would like to know what those... Because you're assuming that we that no black person anywhere had any ill will towards white folks until well, this started Well, to happening. me, this is why, this is why I, I say in American society with this dialogue, because if all white people move to Africa now, then white people wouldn't be able to be racist, and Africans would have African privilege, and white people would have to succumb to African privilege. That's what I'm talking about in American society. Can that because because like I, but was, I don't even think the hate for white people from black folk I don't know you know so I'm I'm just I just I just been having this dialogue lately with people and I just of, wanted to I just wanted to flesh out some thoughts about it because you just the best person to debate with about stuff <laughs> when I need to flesh out what I've been speaking on on, on Facebook but. I guess for me, a big part, a big new, a part of a uh, part of racism in academia now, mm -hmm. whether people want to acknowledge it or not, is racism contains a part of power. Yeah, there is literally no point of being racist if you can't do shit about it. There is literally no point of feeling like you're better than somebody if there is literally no power to act upon it. Like, why would what difference does it make if I feel like I'm greater than you, but I'm like a peasant? You know, but that's you know narcissism exists. You know that there are people who. But that, but see, we talking <laughs> about culture versus culture. We can we can bring our isolated individuals into culture, but like in in our society, the way one of my professors put it was that imagine a society where the lions exist and the rats exist, mm -hmm. and they live in harmony and unity for some for for to some degree. Mm -hmm. At a certain point, all of the rats can rise up against the lions. And can do nothing. And one lion can rise up against the rats and destroy all of them. It, that's the <laughs> dynamic between the power. Like, what difference does it make for you to really believe that you're better than another group if there is nothing that you can do about it? Versus if that group believe that they're better than you, they can do everything about it. So, to me, 
if you are a brown person that feels like you're superior to the majority culture wherever you live somehow you're more delusional than you are racist because what because what is the point of feeling like you better than somebody that can fuck you at every turn and all you can do is tip your hat to them but with that kind of but black people i mean we're where we are because black people did rise up and 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 so while obviously we are not treated equal we are treated way better so the idea of if you are the rat you just stay a rat then you know why why would you try? if you have the if the or the if the if this lions and the lions are always going to be lions and what what life or what hope like you're just gonna be a rat that's the mentality that you're gonna have is that you're never gonna be anything better than that you just gonna be this rat that has no power or control or no ability to make anything better because the lions exist if that was the case we wouldn't do the stuff that we do we wouldn't have made it as far as we've had so i think i just i don't want to think of it like that because i feel like that is a very hopeless viewpoint i feel like if the world really legitimately at some point turned into a civil war mm -hmm. um, because we have come a long way but a big part of the long way we've come has been with the allyship of the white people who are willing to help fight because if tomorrow white and black people came to a, a fucking murder 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 kill kill civil war they could cut off all our power they could stop serving us at gas they could stop white people at every turn can fuck us up but we can't do shit we could try to get together in Inslee and create an uprising but it their pot like the white people around us power don't have to get cut off but again the white people around us don't access don't have to get so like, then what's the point of living point? black in america if this is the end this well, is well the point that's it this all that's gonna the ever point be is that never happens but in the reality is, if they can build a wall to keep out Latinos, Man, if they can ban it. every they single, they're gonna build a well, wall thinking it's gonna keep out Latinos. Listen, if they don't build a wall, then see even the wall. If they do, but the wall ain't even the, the wall ain't even the last issue. Donald Trump is essentially trying to get rid of all the other legal means of coming to the country. Mm -hmm. Nobody's talking about that shit because he's talking about the wall, but he don't want lottery. Mm -hmm. He don't want chain migration where people's family can come. Like he's trying to get rid of all of the legal ways to come in. But I'm just saying if if he can get rid of if he can build a wall and get rid of all the ways that Latinos can come in here. Legally. He can, legally. Well, really, he getting rid of all the legal and illegal ways. Clearly, you ain't supposed to come over legal, but he getting rid of the legal ways, too. If he can block all of the Muslim nations from being able to come, particularly from the plains, what keeps us from believing that a, a, a leader can't get bad enough to where so it would impact again, our life? Like I that? ask you, what is the point? The, the, the vision and the description that you give is the bleakest shit ever. Like, we just rats. And they're lions, and at the end of the day, that's what we are. The rats and the lions was a story to represent power versus no power. It wasn't literally speaking on being rats. But and being even lions. you're saying that we, even if if we were to try to uprise, we wouldn't win because we don't have access to anything. So again, that means that there is a plateau of of what we will be able to achieve here. That is depressing. Whether we speak about it as bleakly as i'm speaking about it or not the reality is the statistics show that okay. we get fucked over everywhere but i'm asking Latinos you get fucked over everywhere what's the point the point is all of those things that happen represents a dynamic between the cultures that we have in our society 
And the question that I was asking was trying to discern whether there is a difference between a white person that believes that they're superior because they're white to everybody else and between a Latino who believes they're superior to everybody else or a black person believes they're superior to everybody else. But even without the, the superiority question, I'm asking what is the point of continuing to survive and live if this is it? Like again, it's it's not just a bleak. Pa- it's like this is is we're never going to be able to be anything better than what we are. Well, we're not born. We're not born to want to die, regardless of our circumstances. We are born to survive. Like us wanting to kill ourselves is a very, very deeply flawed part of human nature. That's not so. Like we are born to try to survive. That's why motherfuckers they get tortured and be locked up and all kind of shit. They don't kill themselves in there. They don't die because we're supposed to try to live. Like well, we're look. not going to not live because we got some fucked up circumstances. I mean, I mean, in America, shit is fucked up for brown people. It is, but like I don't even know that I agree with that. We are gonna just continue. Look at how many deaths happen every year, or like places where violent, like the the way that we're choosing to survive is not a healthy way. And so if everybody just starts getting into survival mode because it's not going to get any better that is again what is when nobody gets into survival mode because it's not going to get any better it can potentially get better how if if white people relinquish the power that they have this shit just gonna have to be a fucking slow drip like it's been with white allies uh advocating for brown lives that's that's what it's gonna have to be i mean i'm not trying to say that things are going to get worse i'm just saying there is a difference between people with power and without power and it makes a difference how people with power view themselves and the ability for them to view themselves that way versus people who don't have power who may view themselves in that same way and the realistic nature of them being able to view so themselves my superiority in that same way. is contingent upon whether or not i have power over the thing that i think i'm superior to if it doesn't, it doesn't make sense to feel like you're superior. Or if I feel I'm superior in what, like I feel like I can feel I'm superior in sports to white people, but can I really feel like I'm superior in every single genre of my life versus a white person being able to do the same thing? Like as a culture, like as black culture, I value black culture. Black culture is great. I'm not saying black culture is less than white, but I'm also not a black or white supremacist. I'm a person that believes that everybody has their own measures of value on their own merits and what they offer to the situation. This conversation is about white people that believe they're superior and black people who believe that they're superior. Are those shits the same thing? And does that make one racist or are they both racist to the same degree or are they not? Which really kind of brings us to the question of how much of being racist is contingent upon how much your level of believing that makes sense. Because like I said, to a white person in America, it should make sense that I'm better in a lot of stuff. But to a black person, because... So we can't think that we are superior without it being a delusion. I don't think so. That's why I say I don't think black people can be racist. Okay. That's just my perspective. All right. I have nothing more to say. All right. That was the debate. <laughs> I was trying to have. We're probably out of time. I'm We're sure. definitely out of time. <laughs> I figured that went off for a while. Um, I have. Anything else on your mind? No, it's fucking raining and I got to walk my dog. Sounds like fun. It's This is why my goal for 2019 is to get a house with a yard where them niggas can go out in the rain and I can stay inside. 
That's my goal. They gonna come in wet. I'd rather dry them off than me have to. I gotta dry them off and dry my damn self off because we all wet. That's how I, and I dry them off. They don't stay in my house wet. We don't do wet dog smell in my house. They get dried off as soon as they cross over the threshold. They got their own little towels. I go get their towels and we get dry because I ain't smelling dog fur stinks. <laughs> yeah. Mm-mm. How often do you bathe your dogs? Never. Remy is his the fur that he has doesn't really require him needing a bath. Kingston, because of how traumatic baths are for him, I found um, like foam shampoo to use on him where he doesn't have to get wet. Because when I tell you this nigga be about to have a heart attack when he put, when you put him in a tub of water, Jesus Christ! And so, so now when he so so when it looked like he getting kind of too old to move and you know. It's about time for him to go to the upper room. You can just give him one last bath to take him out. Yeah. But right now, I use foam that doesn't need water. And I, I do that when I start smelling him, when he stink. Yeah. Remy, unless he, like, rolls in something outside, his his because he's a, he's made to hunt, right? So his mm-hmm. it, he don't get as wet. His fur don't even get that wet. Like, he dries off super fast because his fur has that. It's not, like water water resistant i guess will be the term for it so he don't require as much little dogs little cutesy dogs for anybody thinking about getting a dog little cutesy dogs require a lot of maintenance they have to go get groomed and shit remy had on grow he don't have to get groomed he just need to be clean that's it so y'all don't give kingston baths he'll have a heart attack and die i got you well, i guess this is the closest they gonna get yes all right well Anything else on your mind? That's it. Well, until we come to the next conversation, we out. Holla.